0: Hey guys, this is Table Talks with Ataris, an inside look at the everyday conversation we have at our table. I'm Ash. I'm MJ. Today we are taking a look back at just a lovely, fantastic wedding ceremony we got to partake in. Congratulations, Max and Joelle. (laughs) You guys are great. But we are taking the liberty to kind of do a review from a parent's perspective it just hit us differently wouldn't you say in terms of how you experienced it
1: yeah I mentioned how this was our first wedding since being parents so it's just interesting how you look at weddings differently yeah and the roles that people play so
0: so here's our take on or the review of...
1: <laughs> Not really a review. I we feel still, like MKBHC. We talk about... <laughs> <laughs>
0: the iPhone 14 Pro. Yeah. <laughs> a review.
1: No, we, we talk a little bit about our weddings, Some yeah. things we might have changed. Some things we really love.
0: What did we end it with?
1: And we ended with... What would you tell your younger self? If you could go back knowing what you know today, what would you go back and tell your younger self about to get married? Mm. About marriage.
0: And then I started preaching, so... Hope you enjoy.
1: Praise the Lord, hallelujah.
0: <laughs> Hi, my love. How's how's your heart? How you doing, my dear?
1: This is what we're
0: talking about, babe. You don't even know.
1: Oh boy. I'm
2: You're captain. So long from the ride. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, I I did want to take some time, and we we just went to a, we attended a wedding, mm. and just wanted to kind of look back through things like i don't know like your first look or your first like a reaction this is like a, almost like a reaction video mm. of something that you've witnessed
1: mm-hmm. with shout out to max and joelle we yeah love congrats you guys, guys. <laughs> we love y'all the
0: th- the thing that struck me was that there's a very different lens that i viewed it through mm. and i wanted to get your take of like a parent's perspective of marriage mm.
2: mm-hmm.
0: and a parent's perspective of a wedding ceremony now that we you know we have
1: parents? kids yeah that was our first wedding we've attended since having children so yeah it was it did feel a little bit different because I was looking at the characters differently yeah if that makes sense I don't know
0: yeah so walk me through like maybe just the ceremony because you know I saw you just get all teary-eyed yeah all throughout and I did. what are some of the th- ways that you have viewed weddings differently now as a parent Mm -hmm. Or now as a mother to a son and -hmm. also a mother to a daughter, we've got like, you know, one of each. And so I guess you could kind of put yourself on both sides of the aisle per se in terms Mm -hmm. of experiencing a wedding. So yeah, I just wanted to get your take on, and I know you, you know, we've talked about this a little bit as we left the ceremony Mm -hmm. and things like that, but just wanted to hear what are the uh, 24 hours after the fact thoughts on what marriage I keep saying marriage, but what a wedding ceremony feels like, viewing it through the lens of a parent.
2: Hmm.
1: I think first I was just so honored that we got to be there and to be a part of it in Mm -hmm. the ways that we did, especially for your part, and um, so proud of them. I feel like we were able to have a little bit more of an inside look into their relationship. So some of the emotion I was feeling was... Just as a friend, being yeah. so excited and proud of them being able to get to that point, having seen them in the stages of you know dating and then mm-hmm. their engagement, it was just such a, an exciting thing to be able to walk through that journey with them. But it was different looking at it through the eyes of now a mom and what that could look like. Several years, I mean, we're you know we got a three and a almost four year old and an almost 18-month-old, so <laughs> we got a ways to go. Yeah. But I was just thinking, I was putting myself in the place of those moms, thinking, wow, that's gonna be me someday. And that just seems so different. <laughs> and the implications of that just made me very emotional and kind of thinking about some of what that could look like. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah I think it was interesting, because to me, what stood out to me during the ceremony was I think maybe more from a dad's side because you know, the groomsmen I was in the room with the groomsmen Mm -hmm. and the dad was there. The father of the bride was there and I could just kind of picture myself putting myself through or into the shoes of like a father giving away his daughter. Yeah. And (laughs) just thinking about, Fast forward what that could look like into the future, you know, giving our daughter away. And I don't know. It was just like, it's, you view it through that lens. And also for me, I think I kept thinking back to our wedding and the things we did to like go through the ceremony and the Mm -hmm. steps we took and just the excitement and the joy of, you know, kind of starting something new as a Mm -hmm. new family. And so, yeah. Those are some of the things that kind of stood out to me.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think it, it also is always a sweet reminder of mm-hmm. you know, our experience and the vows that we made and the covenant that we have and commitment we have to each other. And so I think it also makes me kind of sentimental towards all the people that came around us in that time that were there for us, that were part of the ceremony and the bridal party and literally everybody who took part of making that day possible and the people yep. who, um, were in our lives and helped us get to that moment. You know, they played an instrumental role mm-hmm. or a role in some way, shape or form, you know, mm-hmm. um, getting us to that point. And so I'll always be grateful for them. And to have all of the people that we loved in one place at the same time, like we'll probably never experience something like that again. Right. Um, And so, you know, I think about that too at weddings. And I think for me, it's a little, little different too, because I think about how, you know, I lost my dad right before we got married. And so in weddings, the father plays such a prominent role. And so it always makes me think about my dad and a little sad that he just wasn't able to be there and share in that day with me. But also we have lived so much life, you know, since that, not you know, seven years, but like we have kids now, you know, and yeah. so it always makes me just wish like, man, dad, I wish he could, I wish he could see them, mm-hmm. you know, I wish he could see me and mm-hmm. meet you. He never got to meet you, you know, right. so... I think about that a little bit too and there are yeah. significant reminders of that because, you know, the father walks the bride down and a lot of times he they share a dance and right. so it's kind of unavoidable. But um, I, I think what's interesting and something that hit me this time being a parent is that something I'll experience with Jude and probably you'll experience with Evie is that um, in my relationship with Evie, I will always be the prominent female figure in her life. And I won't, like, that will not be replaced. However, with Jude, right now I am the prominent female figure, but one day someone else will supersede Mm me. And there's a role change there for me and my son to go through and kind of a redefining of our relationship in a sense in a very beautiful way, um, in a very celebratory way, but also... In a way that just fundamentally changes what has always been up to that point (laughs) between you and your child. And I think same for you and Evie, you know, where you'll always be the male figure in Jude's life and that won't change. But with Evie someday another man will take that role, you know. And so it's just interesting to think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, when I saw Max with his mom, I was just ever, like, even just thinking about it now makes me dare. <laughs> because yeah. their their love for each other was just so sweet. And yeah, so I just think about my my boy. You know, <laughs> <Yeah. literally> <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
1: and I just think about not even not in even a sad way, but just how incredibly proud. I will be of him in that moment. Yeah. Of just the man he's become and he's about to be the head of a family, you know? Yeah. And what a what a change that will be for him in him. And that he will start with his bride. And I just cannot even begin to express the immense like I already feel immense joy for that moment. It's like years away. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh. I he doesn't just- even say mama yet <laughs> <then."> <laughs> I will just be like so incredibly proud of him and yeah. excited for him. Right. And yeah. So that's what I think. about. Man,
0: <laughs> I don't even know if I want to go down the path of what, how I, I would feel about giving Evie away, but I would, the first thoughts for me would, or the feelings that would come up for me would not be pride. It would, honestly feel like heartbreak <laughs> and yeah. i like oh man like i am entrusting yeah this girl that you know at that point probably you know you'll have committed years of prayer and and sleepless nights and mm-hmm. raising her up and now we're just giving her away to hopefully somebody we can be proud of adding to our family as well mm-hmm. yeah. but it'll be like that thought of i had not put it that way i had not thought of it that way when you mentioned it as we were headed to the reception that yeah you know for judah you'll always be his mom in the sense of Oh, yeah. sorry you'll always you'll always be evie's mom yeah or like that prominent female figure and there's nobody necessarily who's going to just like directly replace that yeah same for me and judah in that like you know same thing but vice versa but across like for your son and my daughter Mm -hmm. those will be replaced and you know our hope is that it'll be people that we're gonna rejoice in adding on yeah and yet at the same time for me it'll probably be more primarily the the thought of the loss of that level of influence that Mm -hmm. now i'm taking the role of like more of a consultant than somebody who's like primarily protector. yeah yeah and so like i'm I'm allowing somebody else to protect her now
1: yeah so yeah i think it's a little bit maybe different with eve yeah even then for jude because jude will take on that responsibility for his family yeah
0: so you'll feel the pride
1: right and with evie it really is more of an exercise of trust of right looking at another man in the eyes and say i'm trusting you with my girl you know yeah it's just like
0: oh <laughs> man i can't I can't right now. And so, yeah, it was it's just a uh, I look back to yesterday's very sweet ceremony mm-hmm. and reception and like all of the just the family members that were there and and like you said the relationship between Max and his mom and just like all of the like this is a milestone that's fundamentally changing structure of that relationship where family is now at that moment becoming extended family
2: Mm, mm -hmm.
0: and you can see like joel's dad just be at that crossroads and just recognizing that and man i really felt that as well in that moment Mm -hmm. um in a way that i would have never thought of the father of a bride in any other wedding yeah would experience it you kind of just are like oh yeah he's giving his daughter away whatever but now it's like As a dad to a girl, man, that is some heavy, heavy stuff that you want to be proud, but you're in the same sense, like, that's a huge step that you're taking in giving your daughter away for marriage. And so, yeah, it was just really cool to see forward to what it would be for our children and then also just back to like you know seeing max and joelle so like in love with each other and Mm -hmm. celebrating the moment reminds me of just like you know the vow we made Mm -hmm. for for one another and it just like rekindles the memories of the wedding that we had and Mm so I, i will ask oh boy if there was something you would have done could have done differently Obviously, you know, we both would have wished your dad would have been there. Mm, mm-hmm. But aside from that, like, was there anything as you experienced this last ceremony that you wish you would have done differently for our wedding?
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, I think a couple of things. But there are things that in the moment at that point, I just I, I don't think it would have changed just because yeah. of I'll just I'll just say the thing I would have made it, more effort to say hi to everybody in that <laughs> <Yeah>. room <laughs> like things like that like
0: our one regret
1: yeah, yeah well like in the moment when you're the ones like when you're the bride it's like the day's about you you mm-hmm. know and and everybody is just so wonderful in making it about you i mean for for the most part i mean yeah some sometimes you got some crazy family and stuff but you know and in that moment it's just like i don't think i would have had the mindset to think differently Than now, years later, where I look back on that and I'm like, man, if I could go back, I wouldn't just make it all about us. (laughs) I'd make it about the people. Like I I would just think about it differently. But I don't think if we would go back to that time and erase the mindset, like I'd still have the same mindset. Right? You know what I mean? And so, yeah, like, (sighs) so that's like tricky because it's like I don't know if I would have done it differently. Could I? go back to that time, except if I had all of the experience, all the life that I've had up to this point, Mm -hmm. then I would do it differently. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, I would definitely make sure that we just really made the people who came to celebrate and support us feel important, as important as they are to us. You know what I mean? Like I would have just tried to make more of an effort to, we didn't even get to see like half the people. Yeah. At the wedding, because you're just you're dancing and you're doing all things, and you know we try to we made it really like halfway through the tables, and then the other half, which was like most of our family, like we didn't even get to like right. stop at and talk to, and I just wish that we could have. I wish that we could have eaten more because I feel like you're just doing so many things. Like there were yeah. so many moving pieces, right? That I feel like we barely ate, and then we were like starving, you yep. know? Yep. Um, but that's just like a small thing, but. Yeah, I I think other than that, I really, I do really feel like we tried to make things intentional. Like we tried to have really good food for the people who were there. That was like a big thing for us. And I loved the videos that we did for each of our dances mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the the video for us kind of explaining our story it was i thought that was so nice for people who were, were there for the wedding who maybe just knew you knew or just or knew me other. yeah and they could hear a right. little bit about our story and then we had our dance and there were like pictures in the background so it's not like awkwardly staring at the couple having their moment i just i really right. appreciated that i think you did those videos so well and i think i love i absolutely like loved the video that we did for my dad like that Blip Mm -hmm. before I danced with my stepdad and having the pictures in the background. I just felt like that was such a beautiful way to honor both men in my life who were Mm fathers to me and then you and your mom. And so I think there were elements that we had that were really special. I loved that we had a first look. I know some people are like, no, never gonna have a first look. But like, we had a first look for me. I think I was also dealing with a lot of grief and a lot of emotions. So that just kind of released. Some of like the anxiety I was feeling anyway and it was just a beautiful moment I got to have with you still like (laughs) when I walked down the aisle because some people are like no it ruins this and that but like you bowled your eyes out like when I walked down the aisle and like just hit me yeah I just I I loved those aspects of our wedding what about you
0: yeah I think mostly is just the not getting to see everybody in terms of like work all of the tables and that's in part because of everything rushing through whatever we had going on in terms of the program Mm. and you know some of these people like spent a lot of money to (laughs) get to where we were in terms of the location and things like that because you know we had people from all over i mean austria upstate new york Mm -hmm. and you know, all over like the, the country. And so I wish we had a a little bit more time to be able to work all of the tables and and Mm -hmm. say, thank you to everybody. And like you said, like it's actually also about everything, like the role that everybody else played Mm -hmm. in making the relationship possible. And whether that be somebody that was earlier in your life that, you know, set you in the trajectory Mm -hmm. to be able to meet me later on or somebody that knew both of us Mm -hmm. and, um, just, helped us along like very intimately in getting to you know getting across the finish line frankly Mm -hmm. in marriage and so everybody played a role in that and so that's what i wish we would have been able to tease out a little bit more and i was very acutely aware of how the fact that like everybody that was there we're never going to see everybody in that same context or space again that was like yeah that felt like a like a moment in time of like the universe for like none of these things would align again, right? Like Caleb from Austria, my parents, our relatives from Virginia Beach and New York and like people at the church that we went to at the time. Yeah, yeah. There's no way all of those people would converge in the same location at the same time ever again. And so I was just like really dialed in on like, wow, this is kind of like a strange, like once in a lifetime moment that Mm -hmm. we are embarking on. I think in in terms of like things I would do differently aside from that, I think... I wish I would have, we would have stayed a little bit longer, just generally. Yeah. I don't know. You know, looking back, obviously it was nice to be able to just go through the ceremony and then like you and I were just on our own after that. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, it was, we like did our thing and then it was gone. And I don't know. I I look back and I wish I could have just lingered in like relishing the moment of how rare and unique and how like once in a lifetime this moment is going to be from like a who's there standpoint. Yeah. But all in all, I think, you know, the videos and all those things helped bring everybody along in the journey of like, okay, this is what it took to get to where we're at today. And I think communicating that through video was really effective in being able to get the message across to people that might only know you or I, like you said. Mm -hmm. And then yet of sorts, like I think back to, you know, yesterday where this is not to answer your question, but just like as a separate thought in a way celebrating like what led us to where they were at yesterday and like getting to marriage the other sense of it too is also just that it's just the beginning right like you're just starting something yeah and so there is still also that weight of like you're making this commitment that you're vowing to stay true to this person Mm -hmm. to comfort her and Mm -hmm. and to take care of her uh, for as long for <laughs> as as you both shall live. And so mm-hmm. there's like a weightiness to that as well that is just really important to capture. So it's not just something like, uh, you know, and they lived happily ever after type of thing, but that in as much as it is something to be celebrated to get to where you're at, you're in like day zero of the rest of your lives of like building mm-hmm. each other up. Confessing each other's sins, like working together through joyous moments, working together through grief, and there's a lot of challenges that come alongside that as well. So mm-hmm. it just was something that you know. Those are all the thoughts that kind of stirred up in me as as we were just watching Max and Joel get married. Yeah. And so it's it's weird how it throws you back to the past, and we're also as parents now, kind of like thinking about the future. Yeah for what that could mean for our kids. And it's a, it's a strange and exciting feeling all at the same
1: time. Mm-hmm. It definitely is. What was one of your favorite moments looking back at our wedding?
0: I love those videos. I mean, those videos were great because I think it helped translate who we really are for people that might not know us well because they knew us at an earlier stage of life. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of encapsulated our relationship and Mm -hmm. you know it was like we did an interview style we asked we like threw up questions on the screen that we answered we we kind of just like made it up you and i as we Mm -hmm. and like we recorded it borrowed a camera and just recorded edited it and put it all together and i think that was just something that i had never seen in another wedding before it was Mm -hmm. like other previous weddings have been much more like traditional like the more ceremonial style but for us to overlay like Here's our little spin on it and explaining like this little interview before the first dance, right? Mm -hmm. That's when we played Mm it. Yeah. And the little video that you had for your dad before your stepdad had that first dance with you Mm -hmm. and then the video for my mom and then just like all of it just kind of flowing together as one big video helps those moments flow faster as well. Yeah. So aside from obviously like bawling my eyes out because I'm seeing you Mm -hmm. walk down the aisle and... Like Mm -hmm. the, the, the uniqueness of our own vows that we decided to share, I think having the videos as like just a way to kind of explain the whole thing without it being like an explainer video Mm -hmm. was a really good way to just contextualize like, and what we thought of like each other and Mm -hmm. the moment that we're in. So what about you?
1: One of my favorite moments, um,
0: Oh, and I like the moment between the ceremony and the reception. I'll just leave it at that—that that we you and I had together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I thought you were gonna start with that, babe. Well, um, I was just thinking
0: back through it, mate, babe. It was, uh, you know, over seven years ago. <laughs>
1: Man, I just there are so many parts of a wedding ceremony that, like, I'm super extroverted. So having like all of my favorite people together is literally yeah. like a dream come true for me. Right. And dancing, like, oh, my Oh, yeah, the gosh. dancing was like, fun. I love dancing with you, but, like... With just, everybody you love. You know, with everybody I love. Yeah. yeah. I just love dancing. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was so fun. And I thought our... I don't know if she was, like, officially our coordinator, but Bethany was just absolutely amazing. Like, she mm-hmm. just absolutely killed it. And making that day go so smoothly. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, she was... Amazing at that. And so I really appreciated everything that she did to just keep things flowing. I felt like it did just fly by. I think it probably just feels like that to everybody who experiences it. It just flies by. But I think it was just so smooth too. Yeah. And it just felt like it went just really quickly, you know? And so, yeah.
0: Which isn't terrible because I mean, I'm sure you've been to a wedding where it like takes forever. Oh yeah, no, I was it, so appreciative so, of the yeah. flow
1: of things. So yeah, I think if, there, I just thought of something else I would change. The, the funny thing is that like I would change the colors of like, <laughs> just like s- simple things like that. I feel yeah. like I did things, I don't know, I feel like I felt pressure, not even from any person in particular, but just like of what I should do or like what the colors were at the time of like things that were. Yeah, trendy or popular or like whatever. What
0: colors would you change? My,
1: uh, well, remember it was like that blush color. Yeah, that just I I would have let my girls. I think I would have chosen like a couple of different colors and let my girls choose what they want. Yeah, and have a dress. I think I'm thinking particularly about like the girls. The girls end up spending a lot of money <laughs> for a wedding. You know, yeah. they got the the jewelry, the dress, the everything, and like I'm yeah so thankful for all the girls who were in my wedding and right. just. I mean, we were, like, dirt poor at the time. So if I could have just bought everything for them, I would. That's one thing I would change. I would just buy everything for them. Please just show up. We'd
0: only have bridesmaids and nothing else.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I just would have wanted them to choose a dress that, like, they'll wear again. I just hate the idea of making them buy a dress that they're never going to wear again. But,
2: like,
0: you know, who actually... I don't, how often does that actually happen? Like, obviously, that's ideal.
1: Yeah, and but it's like, so unfair you because you could wear that for another wedding hypothetically. Sure, you know?
0: but then like maybe it's not—I don't know—bridesmaidsy enough, you know, or whatever. No,
1: like, I mean like even as a guest,
0: right? But what I'm saying is like it either looks too casual for it to be a bridesmaid's dress, or, or it looks formal. too formal for it to be a casual like <laughs> non-bridesmaids I guess so. dress. Yeah, and there's like that weird, you know. I think everybody who's a bride has that thought of like, Oh, I just want my brides to bridesmaids to be able to wear a dress that they can wear outside of a bridesmaids context.
1: Yeah.
0: And I just don't know if that is ever, it, it seems like I know nothing seems, about this, like in terms of style or whatever, but it yeah, just seems like, you know,
1: yeah, that's true. it's just, it's like, know, I it's guess like, it's like you're
0: asking, you're it's like, you're asking a priest to wear a priestly, buy a priestly robe that they can hopefully wear for other formal events. I guess so. that's a terrible analogy, but like, I think the unfair thing is that's actually exactly translatable for men mm. in their groomsmen suits. Mm-hmm. If you pick the color that was gray, blue or Navy in that or, or black or whatever, like those, those regular colors mm-hmm. from like a suit standpoint. Yeah. You can wear those Yeah, like to work the next day. If it was something, you know, that would be something you could wear outside of a wedding so
1: yeah i guess that's too anyways it was just the thought i had
0: yeah yeah the blush was a little
1: it was just a very light the, yeah it was a little light <laughs> yeah yeah but um yeah
0: yeah well i just wanted to unpack like i know we talked about it as we were driving to the ceremony i have something Okay, well, you have to hurry
1: because... Okay, no, just a question for you. Yeah. What if you could go back mm-hmm. to your younger self mm-hmm. about to get married, mm-hmm. knowing what you know today? Uh-huh. What would you tell them?
0: About the wedding itself or about, just about being married? Yeah,
1: being married.
0: If I could go back to my younger self knowing what I know now. I mean, it has nothing to do with, mar- with the wedding then. It has yeah. everything to do about... It has everything to do about... What I am I think I'm learning right now, love, in that I think this sense of responsibility as like a protector and provider, hmm. you know, as a husband or as the head of a household or whatever comes, comes with like a certain type of pressure that cannot really be executed upon well as a believer without a firm understanding of what has been done for you like the completed work at the cross and so what we get to do is participate in bringing to order like you know the the gospel in the context of your marriage and because like we bring a lot of chaos as individuals right mm-hmm. like we try we try to think about the bad person as like out there and the good guys are in here mm-hmm. and that like no every day like you know I can't believe I'm quoting this on the podcast, but <laughs> Alexander Solzhenitsyn says, you know, the, the dividing line between good and evil runs through the heart of every man. And so what I would say to my se- younger self being knowing where I am now is that like you have to have an understanding of the fact that you are not infallible as a husband, as a leader, as a father, and that only under... The direction and the grace that you've received through christ can you stand up to the responsibility of husbandhood Mm -hmm. (laughs) or, or fatherhood in the sense and like that sounds so ethereal and philosophical but it's really the idea that like i am created for a purpose and under a certain design and part of that includes realizing that i am under the authority of Christ in the completed work of the cross. And that like, I am sufficient because of what he has already done Mm -hmm. and that we, we can, we can come to him with our insufficiencies and ask that we can participate in whatever it is he has set for us to do in the context of a father, in the context of a husband. Mm -hmm. And aside from that, like, without really recognizing that, I think you can fall. I can personally fall into a lot of just anxiety around being sufficient as a husband mm-hmm. or, or being good enough as a father, because now you are your own like kind of gauge for whether or not that's, that you're good enough or not good enough. And the whole premise of the gospel is no, you're not good enough, but God is. And, and he has com- he has completed that work. And so, daily understanding and surrendering and aligning yourself and dwelling in the reality of like what the good news is of the completed work and now we get to participate in that is like the only grace that we have as leaders in our household or of our children as a father to be able to understand what it is that we're here for in terms of just like pushing back like some of that disorder or sin or chaos or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. in your own household. And then like, you know, hopefully as you build that up inside the house, outside of the house as well through, through what you do together as a family. So there's that gospel answer to that question that I love it, but I've been like really, you know, unpacking that and really trying to attach to the reality of what that is and also exercising that in my daily practices or you know daily as as frequently as i remember um yeah. and and just like what what does dwelling mean what is like aligning yourself with that mean and just having that consciousness that we are enabled to do what we can do not because of some sort of spiritual juju magic sauce that we get to receive when we pray or when we do these things but it just aligns our perspective with the reality that like we are participants of a greater story yeah. of like God's redeeming work that is being made complete through his church, which is us. Yeah. So I'm going to stop preaching.
1: <laughs> no, I think that's um, so freeing. And I, I would think that would be freeing for, you know, husbands and that role as well of you, there's this pressure of providing, you know? And so in a practical sense, like there's this sense of you being able to have a job that pays and provides for our family, you yeah. know, and now we have little mouths to feed. It's different it's just me, you know? Right. Now we have little ones to feed too and being able to submit to the authority and lordship of Christ is recognizing that even where you may fall short at sometimes be it, maybe you, I don't know, for whatever reason, were to lose your job. Yeah. We believe that Christ fills that gap. Yeah. And by filling the gap, it's not just like the remaining pieces of the leftovers. It's He's the endless supply. Yeah. And, and the source. And so that pressure can be lifted knowing that it's really not all on you. At the end of the day, it is Christ who is carrying our family. Right. You know? And I think for me, that's, and in, in my role as wife, in my role now as mom, too, like that's very freeing to know that it's not all on me.
0: Right. And it's also like in the same vein, that truth does not preclude you from grinding hard in making sure that you put yourself in situations where those things can come to pass. Yeah. It's not that like Christ is sufficient and is all. And now I have to do nothing to right. lead my family. Right. Yeah. Right. Cause Christ, Jesus is the answer. And it's like this weird sense of like, it's not that extreme. And then on the other hand, it's also not this extreme where we like tap into some sort of spiritual fire hydrant. And now we get to do all of the work. Like now we have some sort of like special ability to be able to accomplish this. But I think it's in the obedience of trusting in God's provision that like with work or without work or Mm -hmm. God can take this work away and will you still trust like all of these like non-directional things it's not so much about like the results as much as it is are you believing that Christ is sufficient in the successes in your work or in the failures yeah and how do you respond to that in how you parent well or parent poorly and so yeah it it, like transcends some of those like Mm -hmm. results oriented ways that we tend to think immediately when we hear like this sense of like A plus B equals C. yeah. And I don't even know necessarily all of the implications of that, but, you know, Jacob Dooley coined the phrase, like, we obey and God provides. And I'd like to unpack that in terms of just like, you know, what do we mean by that when we say that? Mm-hmm. In that like God's desire for us is to d- make our dwelling with him or to like rely on him or have a relationship with him and his provision comes alongside this sense of just aligning yourself with god's design like there's a specific design for humanity not only in like just in a broad scale but also just like specific for our relationship specific for your motherhood for my fatherhood and specific for the context that we're in in terms of where we're located Mm -hmm. in the roles that we are supposed to participate in and so i do want to talk about in a future podcast episode the sense of like what role do you play in the ministry oh um, boy yeah since we had a conversation oh about that boy. i think we should try to unpack that so i'll leave it at that <laughs> but i think in our next conversation we ought to just take a stab at where we're at
1: with okay
0: what we think about that so
1: yeah spoiler alert there you go buckle up guys <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Table Talks with the Tare's.
1: We'd love to hear from you. And if there's something you'd specifically like for us to talk about, visit honorsunderscore.com slash tabletalks to let us know.
0: And if this episode was helpful to you, be sure to subscribe and to also share it with a friend. We really appreciate your support.
1: All music is from the OG MJ Tare. Join us next time for another conversation at our table.